It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast We back We are back Seven months into Black History Year Still Mm -hmm. going strong Outside yes, is open. I'm out. Everybody out. I mean, I'm one of the last to be out, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out now. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you, man? What you been up to? Ah, uh, man, I'm chilling. Man. <laughs> I'm chilling, man. I just had a, a a bombshell revelation in the past two hours. Um, oh, I just uh, just found out I'm Jamaican. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what's so funny? <laughs> Shout out to you, gunshot. Um, rah, rah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is the third somebody finding out they Jamaican that I heard about just recently. Oh, word. Well, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, what you did the DNA test or what happened? Or well, you went to well, a no, no, no. Um, <clears throat> it was a Facebook situation. I was perusing the Facebook, came across um, my mother's family's page. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So they got, you know, they got a family page. And um, <clears throat> one of them had been researching the family history. So, I mean, it was very informative for me because they had, you know, even the breakdown of, like, my grandma and her sisters. You know what I'm saying? He was doing the research, and he went back to, he got to somebody that was born in, like, 1789 or some shit like that. But mm. they were born in Jamaica. So mm-hmm. originally he found that they were married in Georgia and, you know what I'm saying, at some whatever year. But he was born in Jamaica. So which, you know, of course, he, he you know, surmised that he probably was sold into America because who escapes from Jamaica slavery to come to American slavery? That don't make no sense. Anyway, so, so once he got, he found the... Um, the roots in Jamaica to his mother and his father. And so he went back two generations in Jamaica, 17 something, 1760 something where his, where it ended for him because he couldn't find the name of the mother, the, the mother from the next generation. So it's like two generations at least was in Jamaica. Then before they came to Georgia and then we noticed we pick up the story from Georgia where they came from there and got to Miami in 1957. Wow. Damn. So how you feel? How you feel knowing you Jamaican? Everything's Harry Mon. Wagwan. It's funny, it's it's funny because um uh, in like right around high school. My, mm-hmm. you know, niggas used to always be like, I got a Jamaican, Jamaican aesthetic on some levels. Like, I used to like to wear mm-hmm. Bally's and Clark's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. And uh, any kind of chucker, you know what I mean? Type of yeah. chucker boot. <laughs> and, then, and then I walk up with my Clark's on or whatever, and, and niggas be like, do, 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 and hit a Jamaican bass yeah. line on me. And I right. used to, and, and then Original Concept, which was one of the first groups on Def Jam. Uh, the fat Dr. Dre and his crew, uh-huh. they had a song where they had a Jamaican beat to it. But when it come on, you go do 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 do. Man, I'm not Jamaican. 
So every time they do that to me, I always be like, man, I'm not Jamaican. <laughs> but okay. it's weird how, how you know, some of those vibes you connect with and, you know, saying you don't know that your DNA might be connected to it. So it's just a weird thing because I fucks with dance, the, the 80s dance hall type of music. I fucks with, you know, loud, big systems. I fucks with, I, when I used to go to the flea market on 183rd Street, all Jamaicans used to be up that motherfucker. The record store we went to was Jamaican. Everything. So you always see the, the Jamaicans pull up with they, you know, with they cars. You know, they always had like the low riding BMWs and, and Benzes. Right. And when I bought the Benz wagon that time, it, in my mind, I was like, yo, this would be, this is straight up Jamaican car right here, boy. But I fucked with it. I used to fuck when they had the wagons with the sound in it playing the reggae shit. Yeah. So. You know, makes sense. Could you know? Who knows? <laughs> Funny how you broke you broke down being Jamaican through all these aesthetics. You was like, you know, I always love a good shucker. So I mean, I could see how I could be Jamaican. <laughs> nah, for real. <laughs> I do like certain whips. Oh nah, shit! No, nah, it's just funny it. how like some of some things in my yeah. neighborhood there was a lot of Jamaicans, right? Yeah. So. Some of it you connected to, like it was this one shot, one man and them dog, and you know what I'm saying. I fucked with it. the first time I had a Jamaican beef patty. I, I immediately fucked with. It. I'm like, ooh, this is magic right here. Right. You know what I'm saying. So you on, you know, it could be isolated because of your environment, and that's what was available, or you know what I'm saying. You could have a certain certain things in you that that align with it. Right. But yeah, but. Yeah. Up. So you gonna lean in? What you gonna do? You gonna you no, know what I'm mean? Continue being me. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> pull out my pull out my roster flag now. Right, you know, fishnet wife beater. Right, yeah. it's, it's funny because you know, um, people always when they hear your name Ali Muhammad, they want to know where you from. You be like, I'm from Miami. Nah, where your family from? They want you to be from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So they could kind of size up what kind of Muslim you are, whatever. And then, and even my daughter came home one day and was like, you know, where's our family from? You know, like, shit, originally from Africa. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like, but we, we not from like a country or nothing? I'm like, nah. Like, why? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like, all my friends, they're like from somewhere. And I'm like, well, we from Georgia. <laughs> and then in Africa at some point, but can't tell you where, you know? It could give you the breakdown from the DNA. Right. <laughs> Did you tell but your family yet? They were sitting right there when I was. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> That's what's up. That's so I guess my daughter might lean in to being Jamaican. Right, 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 right. <laughs> exactly. See her aesthetic change. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Oh man, that's cool, man. It's good to know that you're from somewhere. Yeah, because I, I, no, it's true. Because you know, well, we like, are from somewhere. Yeah, we all from somewhere. But some people from somewhere a little bit more specific, a little bit more immediate. You know what I mean? They got they got more a more defined culture. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm from down south. People used to ask me, "Are you Jamaican?" Especially with the last name Lemon, mm-hmm. and that shit ain't got. I don't know. No, nah, I don't think so. Unless my my stepfather might have something on that side, but I wasn't. But as far as I know, you know, but I don't even go back that far. I just go back right. to my grandparents. That's right. about as deep as I go. So that's right. North Carolina and Georgia. Right. And then, I like how you say, you know, and ultimately Africa. 
You know right. what I'm saying? Somewhere part, you know, some some part of Africa, because Africa is as big as Africa is. Right. It's, it's obviously we all go back there, but like to now, you could point to it. It's a little bit, you know, it adds a little bit more texture to your lineage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah but 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 even still, like I always used to trip off this anyway. Like when 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 people from the Caribbean or the islands and stuff would be like, yeah. I'm from Jamaica or I'm from Dominican Republic or I'm from, you know, these different islands and be like, but we still all got dropped off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we just, I mean, some people pro- were probably the indigenous people, but I don't think we were, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, you know, it could be, it could not be, but you know, ultimately most of us was dropped off. On the local. Right, on right. drive, you know what I'm saying. The local train. Let me first stop. We gonna hit. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Turks and Caicos, Jamaica. You know what I'm saying. All these right. places. Right. You know. And then you know the last stop, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody off. <laughs> Virginia, as black people, old black people call it, Virginia with an F. Uh yeah, well shit, man. Congratulations, my dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Oh, oh man. shit. Hopefully you can get me some insight on a good curry chicken recipe, but I'm still I mean, trying I've been, to I've been yeah. trying to get you with DJ Clean Mama. She already said she was down. Right, right, right. Well, well you know, we pandemic pandem- happened. Right, right. Yeah, we're gonna reconnect on that because I need to get to that. Yeah, D- that. yeah. DJ Clean Mama, she Trini. And okay. they she she do a mean curry, okay, and a mean oxtail, and DJ DJ Clean had a nerve to go vegan on him. <laughs> oh wow! A lot of people going vegan. Yeah, a lot no of people going vegan. Like I mean, obviously we've talked about it, but um, yeah, just I just been meeting a lot of people that don't <clears throat> they don't eat meat. Like they don't mm-hmm. like so. It's almost like we don't even speak the same language. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of, you know what I mean? A lot of shit that I want to reference, they, they, they're not even, they're not even like uh, out of touch with that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, like uh, I just had some, I went to, you know, you've seen uh, Rick Ross since there's been this little wing shortage going on. Mm-hmm. He, he, he hit a pivot and now they're selling chicken thighs at Wingstop. <laughs> they're calling it Thigh Stop. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the move, right? That was his pivot. And at mm-hmm. first, I think it was like a little secret menu on DoorDash, but you could go to a wing stop and get thighs. So I was like, I'm a thigh man. I saw a lot of thigh slander on the um on the timeline when this news kind of broke. Mm-hmm. A lot of people was like, ah, thighs are some bullshit. Like I'm a fan of thighs. That's like up right. there. That's up there with wings. I'll go wings, maybe maybe thighs, then drums, then legs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Breast is kind of at the bottom. Right. Um, just in chicken. But um, anyway, so I went and I wanted to try these little thigh stop situations. And I went and got some thigh stops. And their thighs over there at the thigh stop, it's a, they, uh, they're a little funny. They're like, they're <laughs> little, you know what I mean? They're a little suspect. They're suspect. They like, they, you know what I mean? Like, I'm looking at them. First of all, they're smaller than your regular thigh. So mm. that was the whole thing. I was like, okay, shit, we're going to get, because I, I got like a three-piece thigh. I was like, oh, this is, 
for the price point, oh, we about to be crazy here. Right. But their thighs just look like little overgrown flats. You know mm. what I mean? With like a lot of like a a lot of skin, like a little too much skin flap. Mm. Like you know what I mean? Like it's a little, it's a little like little like because. I don't mind some crispy thigh skin, but like sometimes I I cut it a little bit when I'm cooking them, just because sometimes that shit could just be a little much. So, mm-hmm. and then it also makes you, you know, when you don't when you buy food and then when you buy shit in the street, especially as of late, you know, since I've been cooking a lot, like I'm looking at people's shit. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously this is commercial. So this is probably not the best grade of chicken anyway. And they looking like they might be cutting corners and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. So you never really want to have that experience where you eating some shit to be like, yo, what am I eating? You know what I mean? Is this is this a official is this USDA? Like is this is this just some bullshit? Or is this a you know, cause it don't feel like it don't seem like I'm telling you, like it's a it's a little weird. Um I got the hot lemon pepper. And I mm-hmm. think the hot kind of drowned out the lemon pepper. If I was to do it again, I would get the lemon pepper. But what it did do is made me realize I need to learn how to make lemon pepper, like, wings and thighs. You know what I mean? To where, mm-hmm. like, I've tried. You know what I mean? I don't always like to fry wings just because if you're doing the lemon pepper, that's like butter and lemon pepper. So that's just a whole lot. You're going OD with it. <laughs> it's, you know, sometimes maybe you should do it. But, you know, if you're trying, to, if you're trying not to all the way kill yourself, you, you maybe bake it real crispy. Mm-hmm. But um, the lemon pepper that I had, I was using LaFleur. You know, you've seen LaFleur with the little rose. It's one of them brands of spices. The lemon pepper I had, it just wasn't hitting on nothing. So I'm looking up lemon peppers. And I see that the uh, Lowry's, they make a lemon pepper that's supposedly one of the best lemon peppers out there. Mm. So I, I go source it. I'm trying to find out where I can go find it. They got it at the Target. So I go to the Target in Harlem. And um, just so you know, just FYI, I mean, you in Brooklyn, but the Target in Harlem, they gouging people. The Target in Harlem is more expensive than any other Target in the area. What? I don't like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like everything is just a little bit higher, hmm. or than every other Target around. I which is, I yeah, thought Target I, was consistent with the prices off the website. That's what <clears> I thought, but nah, Target is targeting you. Target is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they nah, it, it fluctuates. So, cause the lemon pepper was like five dollars. For a mm. little little thing, I'm like, yeah, you know, not to sound crazy, but I was, I mean, I already went this far, so I'm gonna pay it. But um, then I see the the target that was close to me it was only three dollars there, so I was oh, a little, shit. you know what I mean? Like I wasn't gonna double back, but I felt the way. And this was this is the second time, or maybe even maybe third or fourth time where I thought about, you know, I thought I think I might even had an informal boycott of this particular target. Because this Target, like, they got, like, there's a parking lot there, but they charge you for parking. Mm-hmm. They don't charge you for parking at the Target where I'm at. So I'm like, it just feels a little predatory. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they in Harlem, and they, you know, supposedly, you know, bringing all these amenities to Harlem, but then y'all kind of, you you gouging the people a little bit. Now I'm getting a little bit militant in this, and I ain't really want to veer mm-hmm. off that crazy, because this is a lemon pepper chicken conversation. But, um... <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so I I got the little Laurie's lemon pepper shit, and it was high. It ain't really come out like again. I don't know if I'm doing it correctly. It don't come out like you know when you get it in the club. You know what I'm saying? That like that mm-hmm. crispy like you know. 
But then it also just makes me realize, like, you know, as much as I love lemon pepper and all these other little things, I just really love salt and sugar. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. what it is. That's really, you know, like, whatever form it come in. Like, you know, that's just another device for some sodium. Because lemon pepper's <laughs> got nothing but salt in that bitch. Right. But, uh, yeah, man. I don't even know how we got into this. <laughs> but, uh, that's where I'm at. Nah, you at. said you wanted to, you want to learn how to make lemon pepper items. Yeah, that's what, that's on the, that's on the, uh, that's on the slate for this fall, winter. Lemon pepper items and soups. I want to learn soups. how to make soups, man. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Some like nice hearty soups and shit. I like a good soup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I want to learn how to do soups as well. Um, I'm going to tell you like this. Uh, the the great jazz singer Gregory Porter mm-hmm. does, does a great soup. He, he made me want to learn how to make a soup. Because he was, right. before he blew up, he was, you know, he worked at his brother's coffee shop and he right. made the soups every day. And they had a corn chowder, my nigga. Yeah. That shit fire. was that shit was fire. What was so good about it? It just it just hearty. You know what I'm okay. saying? You know, you it's like one of them deals where you know that coffee shop life when you're working out at the coffee shop. Yeah. You know, you gotta find something you could buy that's gonna last you. You know what I'm saying? First of all. Something that, you know, says, I'm going to sit here and soak up your AC and your Wi-Fi for a while, but I'm right. going to go ahead and put, you know what I'm saying, $7, on you. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I ain't going to, you know what I'm saying, espresso shot you to death. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Get a one espresso shot and sit there for 10 hours. Nah, I'm going to go ahead and, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. do a little something. And so, pay a little rent. Yeah. yeah, pay a little rent for the day. And so the suit was the best option. You know what I'm saying? It's probably like four dollars for the four some dollars for the large soup. It'll hold right. you down. You know what I'm saying? So by the time you get a coffee, a a, a little pastry and then a large soup, you good. Like right. you you done got yourself held down. But it was hearty. It was uh flavorful, you know what I'm saying? And and you know, I, I'm a I'm a butter fiend, you know what I'm saying? You know. Okay. So I like the taste of butter. So it had the nice hint of butter. You know what I'm saying? When you when you, you by the time you take a, a spoonful, you know what I'm saying, your spoon got the, the corn and the, you know what I'm saying, all the other items. And you take it, you know what I'm saying? By the time you swallow it, the the lingering butter taste is the after you know what I'm saying? It's the after spice. Like, ah, nigga. It's like, damn, this shit is magic. <laughs> so it was it was dope. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was it was good. And it made me want to learn how to make soups. I haven't done that yet, but that is a quest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially for the winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's funny you say you're a butter fiend. I didn't like butter uh, at all as a kid. Like when I was growing up, like it was it was so distinct. That I did, I it's just something I wasn't a I wasn't into it. Like I, if it was, if I if I could like tell that there was some butter in it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it was, it would throw me off. Maybe just the mm. taste, the, the taste and the like the texture of it all. Like mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't, I didn't start to appreciate butter until maybe a few years ago. Honestly, oh, wow. yeah, wow. yeah. And I'm trying to think where what kind of made me turn the corner. It could have been. 
it could have been like just butter on warm bread or something mm-hmm. like that, or like you know, uh, you know, like butter on on a, a pancake, something like you know what I mean, something mm-hmm. like. Okay, now I now my palate may have been a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to say refined, but a little bit more open to it. Before I was like. The smell of butter, the taste of butter, it was just a little too rich. It was just too much. I was like, nah, I'm mm. right. I don't like that. Like, it was just one of those things. I was like, mm-mm. But, nah. um, yeah, man. Shit. Yeah. I could dig it. Now, for butter me. love. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? For me, it, you know what I'm saying? It went with everything that was in my world. You know what I'm saying? You, you're you right. born. You get off baby food, first thing they give you is a bowl of grits with a slice of butter on top of that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and that's how I learned to appreciate butter is that you stir it in. And then sometimes, like say in oatmeal, once you put the milk in, then the butter kind of rises to the top. Like they say, cream rises to the top. So the butter kind of rises to the top. So if you skim across the first edge, you're getting some nice, good butter. And I was like, ooh, this is delicious. But between the butter and the sugar on the oatmeal, oh my God. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Then yeah. but then of course you got toast, then you got butter on your toast. And then what what really took it over the edge where I became, you know what I'm saying, pretty much an addict was second grade. I'm a latchkey kid. You know, we talked about, you know what I'm saying? I've probably talked about the cookbook on here. You coming home. Nobody there. You got a cookbook. You try to find the ingredients. So you're making cookies, you know, butter, sugar, you know, flour, all that's your main ingredients. And right. you got to you gotta make sure that butter is soft and can mix. You know what I mean? You know, of course, nowadays. Clean. Yeah. Okay. Nowadays, you will melt it down a little bit. But back then, you're just trying to take it out of the refrigerator and go ahead and get, get it going because you, you're young. Right. But when you got that mix, when the butter is on the... Is in there and you start to squishing it with the sugar. Right. And then you take a little taste. Yeah. The shit was like drugs, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, nigga, nigga fuck around and eat two tablespoons of butter and sugar. <laughs> Straight. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Now I appreciate it now, but back then, like when you mentioned that. The oatmeal, the pat of butter on the oatmeal, man, mm-hmm. that used to, I used to hate that. Or the, mm. on the grit, I'm like, ah, mm. like that, I don't, it was just, it wasn't <laughs> for me. I was like, nah, I think maybe cornbread might have been like one of the mm. things that got me into butter where I was like, okay, or some corn in itself. Like corn is a good liaison to, to, to butter love. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because the oatmeal... It was a little too intense for me, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. But speaking of like just eating mixed, now this is this probably wasn't even it. It definitely wasn't good because every time I bring it up, people are like, "Oh, that's what you did." I don't know if that was safe, but um, <laughs> like my moms would make um, like burgers, like hamburgers or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, hamburgers or meatloaf or whatever, just before like she cooked the meat. Now, this is raw meat. They take, mm-hmm. like, a little piece and let me eat the little piece of meat. It was just a little bit. Like, if mm-hmm. it was too much, it would be too much. 
But just that little piece was I would respond how you was responding just eating that butter and sugar. Now oh, this, wow. this is raw meat. It probably raw shouldn't meat. be doing the shit. Yeah, it was like, but it was like a tartar to me. It was like early tartar before I even knew what tartar was. But um, you know, and I just like saying tartar. But um, <laughs> that shit just as a little bit. It was good. If I ate too much, it would be OD. But um, mm-hmm. and I never, I never, you know, I never got salmonella or no shit like that. But it was just the flavor of, I guess, the seasonings. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the texture, the meat. It might even been like a piece of green pepper or something in it. Like it was, it was official. Yeah, but you know, mm. that, that, yeah, that was, that's that. Yeah, that's that's, that's dangerous, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I like that. He was like, "Whoa, that yeah, nobody, nobody ever co-signs that when I share that with people." They're like, like Ooh, that, that one, yeah, that one. <laughs> I'm glad you've grown. Niggas been calling right. child protective services around here. Right. Like, Hold like, up, you know they feeding boy raw food over there. You know, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know what they was doing. They were trying to get me out of there. I mean, nah, they probably they shit. probably tasted a little piece just to sample yeah. the seasoning and shit. Because, yeah. you know what I'm saying, it's hard to tell. Like, when I make something like that, ground beef or something, uh, it's hard to tell where you at seasoning-wise. Right. But I go ahead and cook mine down a little bit before I taste it. I put yeah. it on in the pan and get it going. And then yeah. if I got to make some adjustments, it's going to be over top to have, you know, the, the, the meat in the pan. Not, right. not, I ain't finna taste it first. No, I dig it. I dig. I wouldn't do it nowadays. There was actually a thought recently where I was like, "Let me see," but I'm a little too. I'm a little too grown, and I think, you know what they say, uh, God protects fools and babes. Mm-hmm. You know, fools. You know what I mean? So I think <laughs> when you're young and you don't know no better, you good. You're getting a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of protection. But when you're a grown ass man and you're doing some shit like that, there's a problem. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say one last thing since we on this 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 food kick. Damn! Oh, I know you a, a pancake head. You say you nice at the pancakes. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been trying to fit. I've been trying to get my pancake game right. It's been a little slow motion. I still haven't properly figured out when to flip. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's getting a little better, but like when to flip. You don't want to flip too early because then mm-hmm. it's it's kind of nasty. Mm-hmm. And then if you flip too late, you're going to get the char. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to learn that little thing. And I don't know what type of pancake mix you use. I'm using just the complete where you just put the, supposedly just the mix in the water. But then mm-hmm. I substitute milk for the water. Mm-hmm. It makes, this is what I just did recently. That should make the pancake a little thicker. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fire. But um, right. you got any pancake insight you want to share with, with me? First, the of, first, first of all, um, you know what I'm saying? I haven't cooked from boxed pancakes in oh, years. Oh, I mean, but you know what I'm saying? That's one. <laughs> first of all. A product of, 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 of being a little broke. So you had to just yeah, use yeah, yeah. your natural ingredients. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Flour and your bacon. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's how I started. But then once you were able to, you know, get the... The box kind, the box mix, you know what I'm saying? It ends up feeling a little flimsy sometimes. Mm. So what what's supposed to happen is they suppo- the milk is already supposed to be in it. You know what I'm saying? And then that's right. why you just adding water to hydrate the milk and right. all that stuff that's already supposed to be in it. Right. But, you know what I'm saying, as, as it comes to the flip, I found that the box pancake 
mix is a little trickier with the flip than when you're cooking it from the, the natural ingredients, right? So What's the natural ingredients when you do the natural ingredients? What's the natural ingredients? Um, shit, hold on. Let me tell you. It's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Of course, flour. Right. Um, a little sugar. Yeah. A little um, your eggs, of course. Milk. Um, and then this baking... I'm not sure if, I, if it's powder or soda. I'm 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 I'm, I'm not looking yeah. at the motherfucking shit, but it's the sh- yeah. the one that's not in the refrigerator, the one that's in the cabinet. Okay, bacon. <laughs> so powder, bacon powder. So right. soda right. is the right. one you leave in the refrigerator to to yes. draw the smells. So right. anyway, and then and then um, I use I use a little cinnamon, a little I like a little nutmeg in my mix. Uh-huh. Um. And then you take it from there. You know what I mean? So it's a little the 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 base comes out a little thicker than uh-huh. than when you get it from the box. Right. So but the the way you're supposed to tell to turn it over is because of the bubbles on top. Right? Right. So on the box mix, the bubbles come a little more um they're a little more prevalent. So it's more of them. Yeah. And they be coming through because it seems like it's a little thinner. So You'll see more of them quicker, and then you'll know once you got them all. Once the bubble saw start to formulate and form them fully form themselves, that's when you know when it's time to flip. On the organic mix, it's the same thing except it's, it's going to be less bubbles, from my experience. And so you got to watch. You know what I'm saying? You got to watch to see the fully formed bubble is letting you know that it's done on that side, but. But if you let it go too long, you could see, you could basically look at one of the bubbles and see all the way through to the other side. That ain't what you want. That's too, that's too far. Yeah, that's, that's when, you, when you're going too far. How you know hot do you have the pan? All right. So pan, that's uh-huh. the most important piece to pancake cooking is the yeah. temperature of your pan. It's now, it's two, it's two methods to it. You could, go, you could go high and then drop down to medium. I like to go medium and just let it ride out while I mix everything up. You know what I'm saying? Get my butter right and in place so every every pancake that comes off, you're getting a nice little slather. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So so I, I leave mine on medium and let it rock out while I prepare shit. So, right. so right. pan won't never get too hot, but then it's just a stable-ass hot all right. the way across the board by the time you start. So... You know what I'm saying? By the time you let that sit on medium for 15 minutes or so as you're doing all the other shit, it should be good. You know what I mean? And then then you, you ease your butter. And if your butter if your butter starts to burn, it's uh-huh. too hot. Yeah. Then you okay. got to, you know what I'm saying, let it simmer a little bit for you. You might do that first pancake as a, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, as a you know, throwaway, as a test. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Sacrificial, sacrificial pancake. Uh-huh. And then, so... You let it cool a little bit so you can get to a stable temperature. Um, okay. then throw another piece of butter over there. Okay, if it's just easing into it, then you know you good. Boom. Did it. Pull your shit. That one's going to be kind of sacrificial as well because it got too too much butter for real, for real. Then uh-huh. you flip, turn it over. It's going to have, you know what I'm saying, like the dark and light spots so it won't be even. Right. So after you finish with that that first that second one that's you know what I'm saying that's soaking up some of all that excess butter now you should be good 
You don't need to even need to. I thought you always had to put more butter in the pan, but right. that's not that's not really how it go. If you want an even looking IHOP looking pancake, you don't need no more butter. Just put it in, let it go, watch your bubbles flip. You should have an even ass brown looking pancake on that side. Let it finish. Go to the next. Then put your butter on that motherfucker. How big pan? How big is the pancake you making? You um, huh? d- depends if I'm in a rush or if I'm, you know, what I'm saying, taking my time. If uh-huh. if if it ain't too many people and I, you know, what I'm saying, they're pretty, they'll be pretty big. But if it's a lot going on, you just you medium sized pancake. And then if I'm putting something in it, if I'm putting like strawberries or blueberries or something like that, then right. I go with a larger pancake. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got. I've been fucking around. Like I gotta get my pour a little better too, because sometimes with the mix that I got, it don't all the way come out. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it comes out a little too slow. Come out f- or like come out quick first, and mm-hmm. then the rest of the little scoop will take forever to get to the pan. Mm-hmm. So now I'm damn near half, not half well, cooked, but I'm cooking on some shit. Right, but and I ain't you, even all you, the way. How you pouring? Well, this is this most recent shit. I've been pouring with an actual measuring cup scoop because they were like, "Yo, a quarter scoop. cup," like you know, like you know, like the measuring cup scoops. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they look like um, they're measuring cups, but they got like a little handle on them. Right. So, so, they were so saying, why is it some getting stuck? Because the the viscosity of it, mm-hmm. like the gravity, the gravity, mm-hmm. and maybe what I need to do, maybe this is something I could do, is butter up the scoop itself. So that shit will slide out. I don't know. Maybe nah, that's too much. Butter, I mean, it should pour out. Like it don't pour all the way are you, out. Are like you that. you pouring individual pours or are you pouring from the major batch? Now I'm pouring individual pours. I could go straight from the batch, like yeah, a little. You gotta pour from the major batch, man. Yeah. Okay. Got yeah, it. You, got you, it, got you it. adding the stuff that's unnecessary. All right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I appreciate this. I hope y'all appreciated that because this shit definitely took. We veered off, but fuck it. I think nah. people could Yeah. Yeah, I've been on it recently. I've been on that shit recently. Mm-hmm. You know, something different. Yeah. Oh, I, man. I, yeah. I like, like I said, I like I like the taste that nutmeg gives my pancakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a proponent of that. I learned it from <clears throat> from um my my stepmother, my dad's wife. Uh-huh. She made, you know what I'm saying? It was like, I don't know if it's I forgot what they call it. It's like a porridge type of thing. And mm-hmm. it had nutmeg in it. And I was like, oh, man, this is great. You know what I'm saying? So I started using it in my oatmeal. And mm-hmm. then when I started making pancakes, it was around that same time where I started to practice my pancake. Right. And then um, I was like, let me see how this, you know what I'm saying? Putting in, I put a little nutmeg on my pancakes. And I, I realized that, ooh, I, I like that. It's, a, it's an exotic taste for a pancake. Mm. Let's yeah. Check that out. I'll check mm-hmm. that out. Last note on pancakes. If you ever out in LA, go to check out the Griddle Cafe on Sunset. I think it's Sunset and over by that Dwayne Reed. What's that? Maybe Sunset and Fairfax. There's a spot called Griddle Cafe. They make these big ass pancakes. The shits is as big as the plate. Fire though. They are fire. <laughs> Those shits is bananas. Yeah, Griddle Cafe. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And Clinton Street Bakery here in New York. They got a Clinton good, Street um, Bakery? Yeah, they got a good um, blueberry pancake. 
Where's that but at? They, what it, part of town? It's on right in the low east side on Clinton Street, Clinton and um Clinton and is that Bowery? Mm-hmm. No, Clinton and Houston. Clinton and okay. Houston. Mm-hmm. Right there on the corner. Only thing though, go on a don't go on the weekend. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if you can Go like on an off day, like a Wednesday or some shit like that. Because on the weekend, you'll get in there, but it's a line. It'll be a line right, and shit, but right, that right, shit right. is fire. Yeah, that shit is fire. No so doubt. Go. Some wrecks for y'all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going through this pancake conversation. What's up with you, man? What else is going on? <laughs> that was a, I just, shit, it was a lot. That was a lot <laughs> going on with me. Uh, <laughs> shit. Um, I saw... That <clears throat> they're making a movie out of the Alchemist, and you know mm. I saw it on Will Will Smith page. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I guess he's one of the producers. Um, so that that prompted me to because I was like, damn, I hold down, fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know it's, it's a good book, it's a good read. You know what I mean? So yeah. it prompted me to go back and um, yesterday I was like, you know what? Let me just listen to the audio book because I I pay this Audible shit every month and I rarely. Fuck with it. Man, you, know you, me too. I just had this conversation yesterday. The same fucking conversation. Every month I'm looking at that shit because it's like a CD. That shit right. about 15. You're like, come on, fam. But go ahead. I got some shit about Right. That. So, you know what I'm saying? And and so over the past couple months, I've been, you know, downloading some books. Like, shit, let yeah. me go ahead and use some of these credits and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These motherfuckers. And so I was like, let me listen to The Alchemist today because I know it's a quick, you know what I'm saying? It's not a long listen. It's like four hours or some shit. Right. You know? So I was like, boom, I cranked it up, checked it out, man. And, it, you know, it, of course, it, it hits every single time. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. what he did with that shit, he made it simple enough for you to, for anyone to follow along with what's going on. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? It, was the, it wasn't too overarching and too far reaching. It was... It's right there. It's like it's almost like a, a a fable. You know what I'm saying? Like a Aesop's fable, long form. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so I went and checked it out, man. And um, again, I I enjoyed it. This is probably my fourth time. I read it twice. I, I this is probably my second time listening to it. So, and I enjoyed it just like the first time. You know what I'm saying? Because I see a lot of myself within that story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I went back to check that out. Um. And in preparation for them to make this old movie that I hope they don't fuck it up. So, but as I was listening to the shit yesterday, I realized that one of the good things about it, you know what I'm saying, like especially being in this this era now where where a lot of things are heightened and race is, is a big key issue in, in everyday life now. When I'm listening to this story, unlike a lot of other stories, it's not very European-centered. You know what I'm saying? Because it happens in Spain, then he travels to Africa. You know what I mean? And even even though they're in Spain, it kind of throws back to to the Moors. Because the first girl he kind of was was kind of falling in love with that he wanted to go see was a Moorish girl. You know what I'm saying? Who pops on the shop? So and that, and I don't know if I remembered that. You know what I mean? But since I guess it's heightened now. When he said, you know, a girl with Moorish eyes. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's a black girl. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, what's going on? It's okay. You know what I'm saying? And the only, like, European he brought into the story was the Englishman who had all the books. But then he was kind of like the cautionary tale of it. 
because he had all these books on alchemy and shit, but really all he wanted to know was how to make the gold. So when he had a when he when he finally found the alchemist, the alchemist ain't fuck with him. Cause he's like, all you want to do is make the gold. You need to go try to do it on your own, and then you could start to learn the process. But because you only want to get it the gold and not learn the real lessons, then I can't I can't rock with you. So I was like, oh man, that's okay, okay. And he traveled through you know the Arabic lands. And he ended up in in Egypt. I was like, this is a very diverse story. You know what I'm saying? And it's not. From a European centric point of view Which makes it feel different And so right. I, I thought I, I appreciated that <laughs> In my Recent listen I got it. I've never listened to it On Audible I've read the book I haven't read it in years But mm-hmm. when I did read it the last time I read it and It might have been the first time I actually read it uh, <clears throat> Well I got through it Because it one, it's one of those books it's one of those books like when you, uh, I guess when you're in a quest for something or you're trying to do something with your life or you feel mm-hmm. like, you, you know what I mean? You're looking for some inspiration. That's one of those always recommended books. Have you read The mm-hmm. Alchemist? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. one of those. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me go ahead. I bought it. You know, sometimes you buy a book, put it on the shelf just because you got Now you got it. You, you might not get to it right away. So I actually, when I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is. To your point, it's a good fable. Like it's a good, uh, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a good way to it puts shit in perspective real mm-hmm. simply. Right. I think, I think it could be depending on if they don't fuck it up. It could be a good movie. You know, sim- something similar. It's not the same type of thing, but in the way of um, how if you if you. Think deeply into it. I feel like The Matrix is a movie like that. You know, mm-hmm. obviously The Matrix is over the top, and it's all of that. You know, when it first came out, all of the, the you know the special effects were like next level. But the story of The Matrix, the you know being the one, and you know what I mean. You you need to learn how to use what you have within, and all of that type of shit. Like that's almost like a fable in itself. It's blown out to where it's mm-hmm. like a, a blockbuster movie. But I've been saying for a while I'm gonna double back and and watch the Matrix just for the story of it all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that, you know, that thing in the middle. So it could be interesting. It could be interesting. And to hear that Will Smith is involved, I think yeah. Will Smith is one of them kind of guys that uh, you know, um he's into that whole self help type of thing. So I hope that he kind of keeps the spirit of it prevalent in the production. In my mind. But, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm, I'm looking yeah. I'm uh, looking at this IMDb, uh-huh. and it looked like the the main star is Tom Hollander, who is a uh, very UK actor. Guy. Yeah, yeah. What was he in? I know his name a lot. What's he What's he in? He been in a bunch um, of shit. Known for Pride and Prejudice, Gosford yeah. Park, In the Loop, Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm, they going mainstream pre-production. Yeah, man. <laughs> Who would you have casted? Who would you? I, have I, I don't know. I don't. Just see, that's the thing. I didn't think about it in that way. I just, again, in listening to it this time, it felt yeah. very brown. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. And uh-huh. <laughs> and it looked like it's not going to be very brown. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Sebastian De Sousa, you know, actor. 
I guess he's some type of European actor. The I guess the female star they got uh Shohere. She's from Iran or something. So, you know, okay. she'd go. probably be like the the Fatima character. Uh-huh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. You know, I guess I guess when you're reading, you can put your own characters to it. <laughs> right, 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 right. You you get you cast your own shit. Hopefully, right. it's it's brown. You know, it's, it's white with some soul, like the other alchemist. You know what I mean? And it would be all right. You know what I'm saying? We'll see what's what with that. We gonna um, see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of which, double back on some um, text to film. I did see Zola. So I don't know if you want to unpack that. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, so you know, what'd you what, think? I thought it was good, man. I thought it was real good. I, I, I think I know what you one of the things you was talking about. I didn't I didn't, you know, I think the, the trick dick montage was a little much. The who? That might have the 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 I called it the trick dick. Montage the moment oh, when oh, she was oh, in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, other, they they had. I mean, that's part of the game. Yeah, that's, that's part of the game. I wasn't mad at it. I, you know, I turned my head, but I wasn't yeah, mad that yeah. they did it because that was a way to show something that was, you know, what I'm saying very tawdry act across right. many people in right. a simplistic way without objectifying the the female actress. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So. Right, right, right. So I, yeah. I I felt like that was a a good um, resolve to something that could have been very uh, a very uh, nasty scene, yeah. scenes yeah. per se. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I could dig that. Um, I liked it. I liked it. Actually, I liked it a lot. You know what I mean? I thought it was cool. Um, I enjoyed like okay, so I enjoyed how it was shot, especially in the beginning mm-hmm. when they go going to Florida. Mm-hmm. When they go into Florida, it felt like very much like almost like an Instagram story. The way right. they were shooting all of the wild shit. Uh, right. I like the, um, they had like these little, little like little things in there that I just appreciate. There's like little touches. Like, so when they pulled up to the, to the motel, one, they captured that perfectly. That whole, when you, you know, when you go into any hotel that you don't know, where you gonna be staying at that mm-hmm. moment when you pull up and it it it, it hits you like oh this, so this is these this is where I'm at like that <laughs> moment was it, it came across well when they had the little kids dribbling the basketball like incessantly for the whole scene that mm-hmm. shit was like a little touch that I appreciated even like there was one little there was another little touch where it was like where they running back from the from the the other hotel after shit popped off. He got mm-hmm. the gun in his hand, and as they running past the pool, there's like a little person chilling mm-hmm. on the recline on the on the little beach joint. I thought that shit was funny, but overall, uh, right, go, go <laughs> right before yeah. you move on, right that part right there where uh-huh. they passed the little guy. The part yeah. I appreciated about that scene was the the big bad pimp. The uh-huh. way he had so much exuberance after he, you know what I'm saying, got up out of there. He was yeah. like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, these old puss ass niggas. Right, right. He got to, he got to, he got his win. He got his win. Yeah, First he was like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I did that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I appreciate nah. that, but go ahead. He killed that whole shit. Coleman Domingo, that's the actor that played the pimp. He's mm-hmm. a beast. He be, he's, a, he's been a beast for a while, too. Like, this was a great look for him to shine. 
So I was happy to see him get his shit off. Where'd you know um, him from? He was in, uh, most recently, he was in If Bill Street Could Talk. Mm-hmm. He was in, um, he's in Euphoria. He plays oh, uh, right, right. Rue's sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just one of them cats that like pop up. You know what I mean? He's kind of like a character actor that just pop up a lot. And then you just, you start to become familiar. It's kind of like how like Delroy Lindo or mm-hmm. Clifton Powell, like certain people where you like, oh, that's my man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but like he been shining like that. Um, There's a Euphoria special that came out over the pandemic where it's like these two specials. One is Rue, who is Zendaya's character, and the other one is, um, uh, I forget her name, but the other, Zendaya's homegirl, her character. But mm-hmm. the the Rue character, the, the the episode is just her and Coleman Domingo in a... Um, in a, in a diner And it's just really right. For the whole hour It's just them Going back and forth It's like he's her sponsor And she's going through All of this shit And mm-hmm. just It's just a hell of a performance But like he been He been shining recently And this was He killed this shit Like just all of the Like the crazy accents He was doing And then the wild shit Like <laughs> Yo, he was a wild, he was a like, wild dude. <laughs> like at well, first, I was like, "Is this nigga Jamaican, African? Right? What the he fuck was, is where is he going? <laughs> he was switching it up. He was like, and then when they finally said, "What's my name?" and they sang his name all crazy, I was like, "Oh, this nigga is wow. He got a a crazy like he killed it." Taylor, I think this was the um, this was what's Taylor's last name? Not Taylor Page. Um, fuck. I, I, I'm sad I can't remember her name But like This is probably the best thing I've seen her in in a minute Like she mm-hmm. was good in um In the uh, My Rainey's joint And then I saw a Boogie She was cool and Boogie But I felt like They all looked a little too old To be in high school Or whatever But like This is probably one of the best roles I've seen her in Since You know what I'm saying Like so she She bodied it uh, I just like I liked all of them Even the um, I forget who played the white girl At first her little black scent, you know what I mean? Or her extra shit was a little much. But mm. you see that, you know what I mean? You see that out right. there. So I was kind of like, all right. It was cool to see Jason Mitchell get a nice little, you know what I mean? He got the back reprieve. in the game. Yeah, reprieve, exactly. He's He's got, you know, you forget he can act. He's a right, beast, right, right. you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. You, Not even that you forget. It's almost like it's a damn shame that, you know, he's a good actor and shit kind of went left for him. So it was cool, mm. it was cool to see him. You know, show his uh, show his talent again. But overall, man, I thought it was it, it was funny. It was some moments where you were like, "Oh wow," you know what I mean? Like it, it went right to the edge with it. Um, like I said, I like how it was shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the fact that you know this shit came from a Twitter <clears throat> situation. I thought that was a little like when they were doing like the little the tweet sounds and shit. Like I kept thinking about you and the alarm, mm-hmm. but like when they doing like the little tweet sounds and shit like that. That was a little over the top. Like, we get it. I guess you're trying to drive the point home that this all started on social media. I don't know how well that's going to age. But overall, man, I, I, I really I really dug it. Which you, well, so tell well, me, I, what what was your, yeah. I, you know, I, I wasn't mad at the sounds because, you know, they, mm. they were obviously, you know, incorporating social media into it the whole way. Mm. Um you know, even even if it didn't come from social media, I still would, you know, think it was, you know, some a tool that people try to use and, and most people don't get it off all the way. 
because most people right. don't go far enough with it to get it off. But I like how, you know, even if they'll, they'll put, like, the scene will be set up and then they'll put the the time at the top in the Apple font, like, from the iPhone font. You know what I'm saying? So they, they you know, took a lot of care that, you know, all of this shit is happening over social media. And a lot of this story took place over social media as far as setting up the backstage page and all that shit. Um, I like, you know what I'm saying? That was cool. That was cool. I felt uncomfortable in the in the way that they use every black man involved with this story was basically referred to as nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You ain't know the pimp name to, you know what I'm saying, three quarters of the way through the story. He was just this nigga. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It was just like a whole lot of, like nigga was used in the way that, you know, people use it in real life, but you're not used to seeing that within two hours. All you're referring to, all the black guys is just niggas. You know what I'm saying? Lord, please send us some niggas. Because the thing about it was the theater that I was in, it was 90% white people. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it was 90% white people, and I'm just sitting in here, and they like, Lord, please send us some niggas. Right, and, right, and right. nigga this and that nigga. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, man. Mm. And it's just me and my son. We, the niggas. And the only niggas in the building. <laughs> Oh shit, this y'all! Is yeah, terrible. terrible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like it was just gratuitous, but yeah. you know, I could dig it. They was they went for it in the way that people speak, and right. you know, I'm I, I'm not above using nigga in a whole string of events on this podcast. Right. So, you know, what I'm saying on one hand, you know, it's like ah, I don't like how that sound, right. especially. Right. When you know you got you know fifty percent of the screen is white, ninety percent right. of this theater is white. Right. Mm, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so, that, so that that was one of the things that I you know that I was like uncomfortable with the writing. It felt like you know it, it didn't have to be that way. And I could sit here and uh, from the you know what I'm saying from the sidelines and be like you know you guys could have used better language. You could have you was just that was lazy writing. You know what I'm saying? I could sit here and say all that type shit. But right. if, if some if they was in that writer's room like, yo, this is how people talk. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? What am I to say? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, especially if the source material is is explicitly saying that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not even it's not even pulled from something that isn't already archived out in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's right. not like it came from a white writer's room. It right. came from a black woman. You know what I'm saying? So this right. is this is how she saw it. Right. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I'm sure the setting, it makes it crazy. See, the way I went, it wasn't really anybody in the theater. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, that shit was empty as fuck. So it wasn't that bad. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Taylor Page is her name. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Taylor Page. Yeah, man, she 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 bodied that shit. I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was I thought going back, you know what? You know how you always talk about face acting. Mm-hmm. She had a lot of that, and it wasn't like bad face acting. It was just like you could. She did a lot of non physical. I mean, a lot of non verbal acting. 
mm-hmm. that that sold the story because the way she's telling it is it's not like she hostage, but she this shit is unfolding in front of her. So mm-hmm. she's a spectator to this whole little ecosystem from mm-hmm. the pimp to the to the to the prostitute to her man. You know what I mean? Like how all these people they already are who they are. She's the outsider, and so like you see that shit on her face, like where she's just paying, like she's watching shit unfold. She's like, "Yo, this is like without saying anything, but like everything is reading on her face. Like, oh, this is crazy. I'm not feeling that. That ain't funny." This is cringe. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you see that shit. And it was. It was. Yeah, she bodied that. Yeah, she she did her job. She did it. Mm-hmm. She did her job. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't mad at, at all. I mean, I I enjoyed the story. I, I just I felt like, um, the end was rushed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I felt like you know what I'm saying. Usually, like in in a movie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, just from watching the experience, I don't know what it means to write it. But after you conclude, you know what I'm saying, the whole shit, like, okay, they uh Zola's gonna get to go home, you know what I'm saying? The the white girl's gonna stay with her pimp, the pimp is gonna be the pimp, and the boyfriend right. is gonna be sad and he tried to kill herself. It's right. usually that one more scene, you know what I'm saying, that'd be like, okay, you know what I'm saying? And then motherfucker give you some type of resolution and then then it's, then it's over. It was kind of yeah. like nigga jumped out the window. They jumped in the car, and then the credits rolled. Right, yeah. which is yeah. funny. Where it was like, that's the end for that, or what? I forget right. how they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the end of mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah nah, I you it. know, so it just you know that was, that was the only other thing. It just felt like you know, it was like ah, da, 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 da. right. Okay, good night. Right. <laughs> abrupt. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh-huh. abrupt. This nigga, sorry nigga at home, sorry boyfriend <laughs> at home, right. pimp ass nigga on the road, right. <laughs> scheming ass nigga downstairs. Heavy <laughs> fucked up. That's how it was in the credits. Scheming uh, ass nigga. <laughs> no, no redeemable, no redeemable characters for black men in that motherfucker. <laughs> <Dang>. But <laughs> you know, yeah, you 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 choose uh, what what you want to watch. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Shit. I'm just sensitive sensitive nah, to that in nah, in this particular era of my life. It's like it's like, you know, what characters are we putting out there? You know what I'm saying? Right. To represent black men. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. What what what's the role? What's black man's role in this world right now? And you know, if you watch social media, you know, it's always a lot of going back and forth between, you know, black women, black men. You know, that's a daily algorithm thing that they show you. But then when you're in real life, as I said a couple of weeks ago, you know what I'm saying? It's a different experience being a black man, right. especially when you're around other black men. It's a different experience. It's like, okay, everybody cool. Everybody chilling. It's not what... Well, how they've been projecting it for years and years and years, and a lot of time in life they we reenacted what we saw being projected. You know what I'm saying? They got to be tough and hard, and you know what I'm saying? Don't trust no niggas out here, and that might still be true. But when you when you around other guys, everything is a little more easy and easy flowing right now, and the conversations are a lot different than they've ever been in my life. So. 
I guess I want to see more of that, and it hasn't reached the the media level yet, mm. and maybe that's part of my job. Mm, maybe I was about to ask you. I mean, maybe it is part of your job. I was about to ask you what was the last representation of uh, black men on screen, like performance, in which you felt like it. Uh, it did black men some justice. Well, I mean, I, I can't point out one specific. I'm not saying that you no, saw that you saw. I'm not saying. I'm, not, in, I'm in, saying like like I can't remember. I can't recall. But okay. I'm not saying that there's no representation of positive black imagery. That's not right. what I'm saying. I'm saying is that I'm seeing something new in the world. Okay. You know what okay. I'm saying? It's just like right. when we talked about before when when the um when the the uh. The, the young lady stepped on my foot and you know what I'm saying she was a stud and she was this hardened black man and mm-hmm. the way that she responded it was like that's a 1982 archetype of right. black men that, that that she's doing right now but you know what I'm saying it's, it's this more this more um, enlightened conversation that is happening amongst black men that hasn't reached mainstream media yet you know what I'm saying? It's like when you're talking to somebody and this cat could be, you know what I'm saying, a real street cat. And you having a, a, a enlightened conversation that didn't usually happen. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm walking down the street yesterday and I'm coming through Brooklyn and I had on a African-American College Alliance shirt, right? You know what I'm saying? And I've worn this shirt plenty of times. And I've passed this group of cats Plenty of times They ain't You know what I'm saying They usually having fun Amongst themselves They ain't never You know what I'm saying Paying attention They ain't never said Nothing to me Good or bad I walked by yesterday Like oh man That's a nice shirt man I mean I was looking For some one of them Kind of shirts Like man Just go to the site They got them And it was like a You know what I'm saying It was an interesting Conversation It was an interesting Interaction because You know Normally you would look at a group of guys on the corner that's, you know what I'm saying, you would perceive to be trapping or thugging or whatever, and you wouldn't get that exchange. You know what I'm saying? And that's just at its simplest level. But you know what I'm saying? It's like when you when you look a little deeper, there's a lot more going on than what's ending up on these screens as a representation of what black men are going through. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, I guess a lot of the focus is on, you know what I'm saying, Black men are uh, ostracizing this world. They, da, 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 da. So I guess more the emphasis be on the negative things that happen with us as opposed to the the actual positive vibe that's actually going on right now. Mm-hmm. It's like the underground vibe is positive. Mm-hmm. So I think I just be wishing to see more of that. But it hadn't it ain't got there yet. So maybe it's on me to help bring that to some type of forefront. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, shit, you see it. Bring mm-hmm. it to the screen. Yeah, if you you know what I mean? Express that. It'd be good to see. It'd be good to see, yeah, because, you know, I think it's going to get there. I think yeah, it's yeah. going to get there. Speaking yeah. of, um, <clears throat> well, not just kind of piggybacking off of that. Um. So the Emmy nominations came out today, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go through the exhaustive whole list, but I do want to highlight a few things. But one thing that I, I'm curious about, and I've just seen 
Questlove um, uh, post about it, but this isn't something I've been thinking about since I saw, uh, you know, Lovecraft Country did not get uh, picked up. Mm-hmm. got canceled. Mm-hmm. And Lovecraft Country got 18 Emmy right. nominations. Right, I saw you know that. What I'm saying? So, uh, but I do remember when we were, you know, first of all, that was one of the most, you know, we was we was into this shit. It was one of the, that was that was a, that was a hell of a production. They killed that shit. I, yeah, I, my hats off to these motherfuckers. They really did their thing on that shit. And I'm I'm happy that we got the season that we got. I do remember though um, when we was talking about it, there was kind of it was kind of up in the air. Like, was it gonna be a one and done anyway? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I kind of I know weird. I know you had made the. Um, the uh, you kind of pointed out that it definitely left room for a sequel. There was kind of like the um, there was a book being passed. I forget the the like the elect like the uh, whatever the robotic arm of the the girl the the daughter and all of that shit. Like it looked like it could have turned into something, but mm-hmm. I do remember the conversation being like kind of up in the world, up in the air, where it's like a lot of these type of not a lot of these type of things, but it's been a trend with things that like just one and done and um you know i haven't heard misha green speak on it yet you know what i mean but oh, yeah, i think she has oh she has yeah i haven't i gotta i gotta follow up Dude, what's, what's her what was her take was she very upset because i know at no, one no, point, so i mean she basically she spoke without speaking you know what i'm saying because they they canceled it and then you know what i'm saying in one of the early articles it was saying that um basically she hadn't come up with a clear vision to move forward. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And then, so she responded by posting her vision, you know what I'm saying? A, a, a screenshot from the Bible of the uh, production uh, for uh, season two. And basically right. it was going to be about, it was called supremacy and mm. it was a United States separated into these different blocks. If you know what I'm saying? So, the southern hemisphere was, you know, the United States of black. And then out right. the west was like the indigenous and then the white stream right across the middle and into right. Texas. You know what I'm saying? And so it was going to be some type of um, situation between those worlds if America was laid out this way. Yeah. So um, basically what people assume by her putting that out there after that announcement was saying that nah, we had what we wanted to do. She didn't. Mm-hmm. She didn't make no statement, but right. she just put it out there, so you could you know get make your own assumption that you know maybe right. they weren't on board with the direction that she wanted to go in. Right. And so she probably like don't don't tell me we ain't had no direction. We had a motherfucking direction now. Right. Shit, you just didn't want to do that. Y'all yeah. ain't want to do it. So. Um, she has got a, a no a first look deal somewhere, so she may be able to bring it to another place, or or maybe do that particular idea as a movie. I don't know, right, right. but it's definitely like you say, eighteen Emmy nominations. That's that's wild as fuck to to be awarded and 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 have a successful run, but then say nah, nah we ain't gonna fuck with that no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe they like shit. The goddamn pandemic is over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Black Lives yeah. Matter, man. Shit, <laughs> y'all going too far. <laughs> right, 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 right. Come on, now we ain't picking it up. 
yeah, yeah. That was a one and done. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that shit's crazy, man. That shit's crazy. Yeah, they got a lot. They got a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Journey got nominated. Jonathan Majors got nominated. Michael K. Williams got nominated, I think. I know Courtney fans got nominated. Um, the, the writers from, the, uh, from that sketch yeah. comedy show got nominated with the Black yeah. Girl sketch comedy. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ray Sonny. She one of them. She's nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I May Destroy You got nominated. Um, mm-hmm. Mayor of Easton got nominated. WandaVision got nominated. The Underground Railroad got nominated. Dang. Yeah. Um, Michaela Coel got nominated. Cynthia Revo got nominated. Elizabeth Olsen got nominated. Kate Winslet got nominated. You know, and it goes on and on and on. It's a bunch of motherfuckers. It's a lot of... It. it was a lot, you know, it is, like I seen, I damn near seen everything. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to see who got it, who didn't get nominated. Hacks got nominated. Hacks, I don't think I really spoke about Hacks on here, but Hacks was a good show. Um, Jean Smart, um, she got nominated. But Hacks was a show about a old, a old uh, female comedian, kind of in the vein of like uh, Joan Rivers, Mm-hmm. And she's out playing Vegas and kind of like at the twilight of her career. She's had a crazy career. She, you know, she's a legend, you know, she's paid, but she's in Vegas doing a residency, you know, kind of at the end of it, been doing the same material for years and years and years. Maybe you maybe look at it as phoning it in, but she was like a trailblazer for like women comedians, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's this young um, writer who tweets some shit about a senator that goes left and effectively kind of gets her canceled in the business. She loses her writing job, but she's like young. She's like in her early 20s, so she's still at the beginning of her career, but kind of derailed it. Mm -hmm. And basically there's the same, they got the same agent or same management. There's a, they get put together, you know what I mean? And at first they kind of looking at each other like, what can I get out of this? You know what I mean? Like the the OGs looking at her like she's just the young punk. She ain't really about shit. You know what I'm saying? And she's looking at the OG like, yo, you at the end of your rope, it's over. You're doing the same shit. But then there's a respect built. Like, you know what I mean? And um, it just goes through that. It's fucking, it was really fucking good. Like it was really, it was a real good show. And what was really cool about it was um, Gene Smart, who plays Deborah Vance? That's the comedian. She plays the she plays Deborah Vance. At the same time, she's on Mayor of Easton playing Kate Winslet's mother. So she's mm. on HBO twice in two different roles and killing in both roles. Like two totally different roles. One, she's like, you know, glammed up, like, you know, like a a seasoned vet, casino, like Vegas. Vegas residency comedian paid up and the other one she's living in the Delco area Pennsylvania like real blue collar somebody's moms you know what I mean like older you know like and killing both of them shits like it was it was it was pretty ill it was like little Deion Sanders ish you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying just kind of killing that shit so yeah shout out to to Hacks um, but yeah a lot of people got nominated Kenan Thompson Anthony Anderson Lot of lot of is is a lot of shit. It's a whole you know. It's a long list. Um, I thought what was really cool, 
the black lady sketch show is in the in the um category. It's just the black lady sketch show versus Saturday Night Live. So oh, wow. even if they win or lose, that shit is fire. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that just that just that head to head. You know what I mean? That's pretty dope. So um yeah. That's what's up. Anyway. Yeah, that was cool. Murder. Oh man. <laughs> anyway. What else is good, man? What you what else you want to chop it up about, man? Well, <clears throat> I've been perusing the internet. Uh-huh. And um I saw something interesting the other day that that, you know, people were having a good time with. But it was something that I that resonated with me because I experienced it. No, not in the same way, but I experienced it. So okay. you had James Harden and Lil Baby in Paris. Right. Went to the Balenciaga show. Uh-huh. And, you know, they was kicking it. You know, niggas in Paris. And right. then. <laughs> <laughs> <Niggas>. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this shit. <laughs> That's your recap. Niggas in Paris. Go ahead, go ahead. So they coming out to show, and you know, of course, the paparazzi is out there. Yeah. And little baby is looking like a deer in the headlights, like, oh yeah. shit, like what the fuck? He ain't know what to do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. of course shit. Harden right. looked a little bugged out too, because Harden didn't even move a little bit. He was kind of standing back. But go ahead. Right, okay. right, right. So it was all it was all off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But Harden has been in these shows. He know what the time it is. You know what I'm saying? Your little baby probably ain't never been to these shits. You know what I'm saying? So he don't know. He it's like people underestimate. Like people who travel and people who don't travel who don't really get it. You underestimate that the culture shock that exists within being in a, a foreign land that you don't speak the language and you know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't really, you ain't, you, you a celebrity and you used to it by now. But when is you in a foreign land, everything is, is disorienting. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And so I could see that in his face. I could see it in his eyes. He's like, oh shit, like what the fuck? And he, he don't know, he can't resort to acting how he normally acts because this is not the same environment. Right. So, like, I got it because, like, first time I went to to Europe, out of the country or whatever, and I'm out there pretty much by myself. I'm in Rome, and, you know, I go out there for this big-ass concert that I helped work on, and and I'm just out there. You know what I'm saying? The whole first day I'm there, I'm solo. Then I go to the show. I'm in the VIP section, but I'm solo. I don't speak the language. You know what I'm saying? It's very disorienting. You know what I'm saying? So now you after the concert, I'm kind of walking through or like be like in the middle of the concert. I'm kind of walking through, you know what I'm saying? I go backstage and see some familiar faces and that feels comfortable to me. Like, okay, cool, I'm good, I'm good. And then I walk back out and I run into um Chris Tucker and Evander Holyfield. Wow. And they are sur- they are surrounded by Europeans. You know what I'm saying? They they got that same look little baby got, which right. is the, probably the same look I had, and I ain't had nobody around me. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you have nothing familiar to grasp on for comfort. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I could see that happening to little baby at the same time. It's like when I saw Chris Tucker, I'm like, oh shit! And the only thing that I had for Chris Tucker, I don't even know him, but 
he went to high school with my wife. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you went to high school? Because I've seen a picture with them in high school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, you went to school? I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I know her. You know what I'm saying? Then he was kind of like, oh, shit, it's something I could grasp on to. And then Touch we was stone. like, cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was like, shit. But right. it, it was like, it was almost like we rescued each other. Like, shit, we both needed something familiar to kind of ground ourselves because this shit is overwhelming, especially for them because they had a bunch of people surrounding them. I ain't had nobody surrounding me. I just ain't had nobody to talk to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, with little Baby, he coming out and he got all these paparazzi out there and he's trying to work through, okay, what am I supposed to do here? You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to be the nigga who do it wrong and then, you know what I'm saying? Because it's the same shit. They got paparazzi in America. He come out the club, it's going to be paparazzi. He know what to do. But there, he don't know it's a foreign language that throw you off. So I think it's a, a good lesson because next time we see him, he'll probably handle that shit a whole lot better. You know what I mean? He probably went and got in the car, smoked a joint, then they arrested his ass for weed. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, damn! I don't know what to do, but I think I think it's a lesson that we we could look at to like when the first time you go to a foreign place, which you should go to these places and see the world. You know what I'm saying? It may be the part about travel. What they don't tell you is you may feel you know what I'm saying. You may feel isolated and 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 confused and off off a little bit because you're not really sinking into the environment yet. And and it, it 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 uh the more you do it the better off you get with it but at first you know what I'm saying it, it could be a little bit off putting and, and and you should know that and you should prepare for that in your travels going forth now that this pandemic is closing a lot of people want to take vacations and go different places and it, and if you ain't going to somewhere that got like a beach where you could you know sand and water and you ain't got to give a fuck but you got to go into a city. They don't speak your language. You got to touch up on some of your shit. You know what I'm saying? Try to get some words in their language and figure it out to, you know, make your stay a little more comfortable and welcoming. You know what I mean? I just right. thought I thought it was funny to see little baby learning that lesson on the fly. Yeah. I got a comment and a question. So, um, my first, my comment was I think and obviously it could it was it's obvious it's different it's a different land or whatever and he probably would have been the same shape if he was in New York or I mean in Atlanta or whatever but I also read the fact they both look smacked you know what I mean like they <laughs> they looked smacked yeah. and they came yeah. outside and maybe they'd have been smacked in Atlanta but it would have been familiar right, it would have been motherfuckers right. saying shit that you understood yeah. but it, it, was, it was it was it felt like that shit was like immediate as soon as they walked out cuz I seen Harden like step back and like say who who like he was damn near like planted into the ground for a second now to your point he's probably done a little bit more of this right. but he had it, it read to me like oh shit I wasn't ready for this you know how like if you just and they might have just got done baking baking you know what or, I mean or so they was, it, it might have just settled in like they probably baked right. before they went into the show Right. the show lasted an hour now they sitting in the middle like Ooh, oh nah. they was leaving the show okay I thought yeah, they, they was, was coming out the of a hotel Okay. nah they was leaving they the leaving. Balenciaga show Okay, so that okay, and that's the other thing. 
Well, that's another side thing. There's that other photo. Did you see the photo with Lil Baby, James Harden, Kim Kardashian, and Kanye? And Kanye got the mask on. And Lil Baby and James Harden is looking at this nigga like, yo, what the fuck? Yo, it's the funniest photo, dog. Hey, y'all sitting <laughs> yeah, on the bench. I saw that shit. <laughs> oh, shit, that's hilarious. Yo, Kanye be on some other shit. And I, and but, I, I you just got to respect it because it just, he is a one of one. Yeah, um, he he knows how to push the conversation. You know what I'm saying? This this ain't Kanye's first show. Like you know what I'm saying? Of He's done studied this shit. He he know what to do. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? He's a show. Yeah, he okay. is. The, he is a show on the side of the show. So my other question is because I know you said um, you would like to see how Lil Baby handles it the next time he's around. Mm-hmm. Uh what do you think he would do, and what? Particularly, what did you do when you made your return back? Like, when you regrouped, what did you do to regroup to kind of be ready for it when you when you went back overseas or into a foreign uh, context? What was your prep? Well, basically, I, I, over the course of the trip, I didn't feel like that by the fourth day. You know what I'm saying? Like... Mm-hmm. The first two days, like, I land, you know, you go to the hotel, you sleep, wake up. Next day, it's the big concert. First of all, I've never been to a concert that had a million people. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It's, so it's like that in itself was like some different shit. And then, you know, I don't have, like, somebody that's with me, so I'm just, you know, moving around. Later, after the concert, the after party thing, you know what I'm saying, I sat with a group of Italian people. You know what I'm saying? Some black some white like Africans that live in Italian and that live in Italy and then some whites. And then I realized that in Italy, you know, they close to Africa. They talk a lot with sign language too, just like black people. Mm-hmm. So over time I was able to have conversations without real you know what I'm saying? Without real words, really. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times you're doing a lot of sign language and acting out shit. It's like charades and shit. But over time, I got good at it. We It was cool. It was like, okay, I'm okay. We communicating some kind of way. And then by the time I left, I, had, I was able to have sit with people in a close environment at a dinner table, you know what I'm saying, and have conversation. And... Right. Some of the people was American. Some of the people were it, Italian. And then um, I met this one lady who was sitting across from me at the dinner. And and this one question really kind of put everything in perspective for me. And uh, she was like, where you from? I was like, I'm from Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then basically where your family from, then you got to be like, nigga, from the slave ships, man. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, stop, stop. Like, where you from? And then she was like, I'm from Rome. My family's been from Rome for 700 years. Damn. I'm like, God damn. 700? What the fuck? Who the fuck kind of shit is? You know what I'm saying? And it really, in my mind, fucked me up. Because then, in the in that very moment, I realized what slavery took away from us. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. I can't, like you said, I can't, at that time, I couldn't go back to nobody but my grandma. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even known now one of my granddaddies. So I'm like, shit, this is fucking crazy. But after that experience, I was able to 
to be able to say, all right, you know what? Next time I go somewhere, you know what I'm saying? I'm ready for the learning. I'm I'm prepared to learn. I'm like, okay, let me just go and see what I'm going to get out of this shit. You know what I mean? So instead of going thinking you're just going to float right in like you went to L.A., you know what I'm saying? Right. You, I didn't prepare for the whole, I don't speak the language, nobody speaks my language, I'm black in Europe. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't prepared. But once, you, once you've seen it and done it once, you're prepared the next time and you're ready to go and learn and, and figure out all the things that you want to figure out. Now that makes sense. That's what it is. Um, didn't Quincy say something to you? I don't know if he said it to you or read it somewhere, but I thought he did. He say like, learn a little bit of a couple of phrases in every language or anywhere you go. Like if you go, yeah, that's probably something you read. You know what I'm saying okay. I've read that before too. He didn't okay. tell that to me personally. Okay, okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> Nah, you know, I ain't want to throw it out. You know, anyway. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> hey, Damien threw that out there because I was on that trip with Quincy Jones. First yeah, you time be I chopping went, it up with that nigga. You know, yeah, I ain't first time I it. went out of the country, it was with Quincy Jones. I he get he forced me to get a passport. And, That's fire. And it was that was dope. Changed my whole shit. Changed my whole perspective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So by the time I left that bitch, I'm crafting all. I'm shit. That's how I ended up. Doing 21st Century Hustle and quitting vibe because shit, I had that shit planned out from that from that plane ride back. I planned the whole shit out. Mm. I that shit. Yeah. That's the that's the transformative nature of travel. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Getting out of your comfort zone, going somewhere, seeing how big the world is and shit. And and to that point, uh, I don't know if you saw this because I I just saw it. I didn't even get too deep into the the. Um, the story, but uh, Richard Branson went to space with his homies. <laughs> he saw that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that motherfucker right. went to space. I saw the little video. He was like, "Yo, to all the dreamers." That's when you do big shit. When you just address the dreamers, you don't mm-hmm. even talk to niggas that's the, the woke motherfucker. People that they ain't got no dreams no more. Say, "Hey, listen, I'm speaking to the dreamers. If you want to do some shit, like you know what I mean? That's when you know you didn't you broke through some shit." But I just mm-hmm. thought it was kind of cool. This man just left Earth for the weekend. Him and his squad, <laughs> and uh, it was it was a it was a flex. It was like it was ridiculous. And but the crazy shit is, to me, it didn't look that fun. It didn't look that fun. I and it's not a bad thing. I think it was a it's a it's a step. It's a huge step. One you know, like they said, one small step for like this was one of them steps. It was uh it definitely opened up the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it's still in development. I think now that you got there, now you know, the the double back is now it's like how do you lay it out to be a vibe? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. what do you do next time you go to space? Like how you set that shit off? You know what I mean? Cuz right now like I don't really have a desire to go to space. Like I'd go to go, but I I I know me maybe like 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? After I took some photos, a little video and shit like that for, you know, for the gram or whatever. I'd be ready to turn it back around. Like, all right, take me back to the house. But I might, that's you know, all they did. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's... They, okay. Their well, whole, mission, they whole mission was only one and a half hours. Oh, see, again, I didn't read all of that. I just told you. Yeah. I just saw the video. So, I didn't know they, how long they were out there. Okay. They just that's went up there and turned around. They ain't did nothing. How long did it take to get there, though? 
I don't know. I know the whole mission was an hour. Hold on, the whole the whole mission was an hour and a half. So mm-hmm. ninety second climb to da 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 da. da. Uh, I'm not sure how it took how long it took to get to zero gravity at the top okay. of the climb. Then they re-entered and landed. Oh, all, all right. So within, they, yeah, they like me. All right, bye. yeah, they they all. It was only an hour and a half. Um, but he probably, you know, what I'm saying he probably gonna charge people to go up there and shit along. Yeah. He probably starting a business with it. So yeah. now that he's done it, he's like, okay, this is what we gonna do to make it fly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Shit. When we get yeah. to this altitude, this when we gonna kick off the woo woo woo. Right. And then right. we could probably yeah. stay up here probably another ten minutes longer when we got mm-hmm. the people in here. But let's mm-hmm. get on back to Earth before we fuck up. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay yeah. So they yeah, okay, they right with it. I thought they was out there for a little longer, but they right mm-hmm. where I was at with it. You know. I would I ain't gonna lie, I mean, I would I would probably try to smash while I was up there, though. You know what I mean? Just to do that. Just in to zero curve, in zero gravity. That's what you're thinking just, of. I mean, you might as well. You might as well try a little intergalactic tactics. You know? Oh, what I'm you trying you the, the Mile High Club? You trying to take it where, to the? You know what I'm saying? Take it to the yonder. I don't even <laughs> you know, know how many saying? miles that is. Yeah, that shit is, that is the out there. Out there, hundred kilometer mm-hmm. club. Yeah. <laughs> right, out the stratosphere. You know what I'm saying? We was out in the stratosphere. We was all the way going. Try that. Mm. But after that, it is what it is. Yeah, it's quick. Let's get back. Let's get back to the crib. You know what I mean? This shit was cool. I was here. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they shit was like throwing a paper plane. You know what I'm saying? Throw yeah. it and then the paper plane glide on. Make right. do a flip and glide back. That was their thing. They went up and then once it separated, it got enough to go to the edge of space. And then uh, just float on back down. So that's really what they did. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that analogy, a little paper plane. Yeah, they just. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I guess you don't got to. Shout yeah. out to that, man. Shout out to Richard Branson, man. That's a that's an interesting guy. I remember watching a documentary on him, and uh, it was kind of sad. Like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like he's a billionaire. I forget the name of the document. I to, I'm gonna Google it in a second. He's like a billionaire, and he said like he felt like like a show pony. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's kind of how he advances his business because he has become like a mascot for a certain type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's a lot of gawking at him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's a mascot, basically. Even though he's a human being and a person, you know, but, like, a lot of his capacity in, in his everyday is to be, oh, shit, that's Richard Branson and everything that that represents. You know right. what I mean? Like, it was, it, was, it was pretty interesting. I ain't never really think I would feel sorry for a billionaire. But I, I don't know why you feel sorry for it. We go through the same shit. Yeah, I guess so, but I mean... You know what I'm saying? You, Damian Lemon... People expect yeah. you to be Damian Lemon when they see you. Right. And you, right. you your own, I mean, it's just we don't have a, a itinerary as strong as his. You know right. what I'm saying? Because when you got the billions, you know, a lot of people want to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of money right. to be, like, the billions can, you know what I'm saying, sustain a whole lot of motherfucking lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Somebody say, like, a billion dollars, man. People don't realize what a billion dollars is. Billion dollars is, you know what I'm saying, you could pay somebody 
$100,000 a year for a thousand years. That shit's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot of people to take care of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of taking care. That's a lot of shit can happen with that. With one of the billions. Yeah. One of them. With one of them. And these mm-hmm. motherfuckers be sitting on, you know what I'm saying? Umpteenth billions. Man, so, that's another B, as Hove would say. Uh, the name of that documentary is called Don't Look Down. I'm mm. thinking this is the one I'm talking about. Uh, unless you got uh, multiple ones, but it's free on Amazon Prime if y'all want to check that out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Amazon Prime. There you go. It's free for you. Well, it's not free. You paid for it, so you can yeah. Shit, I don't yeah. pay for this shit. <laughs> Give me me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's back to the Audible shit. This is one thing I didn't realize because I still am somewhat planning my exit every month. I'll be thinking about it. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize, and I'm not sure if you know this, but um, all those books you got, you keep them shits. You can listen to them after the subscription is over. Right. I didn't know that. I thought I once you- I discovered that today. See, I'm the same person. When I thought about looking at the front door, I seen, oh, I could take some shit with me. Yeah, so that kind of made it a little easier. I might clear out my credits and step. <laughs> see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, clear out my credits, you know what I'm saying? Take a few months off. Yeah, yeah, a little sabbatical. Because I haven't even listened to all of them. You know what right. I mean? I haven't gotten through all of them. Some are better than others. Uh, anything else you want to chop it up about? You seen that kid get killed on the IG? I definitely did. And I was I saw it on Twitter. And it was, you know me, I try to dodge all of that type of shit. I don't like to see any mm-hmm. of that. Um, but this this ain't had no little trigger war, none of that shit. So mm-hmm. I just wound up scrolling. I'd heard about it, and then um, like I was scrolling through a thread, and it popped up. And by the time that like I was like about to click out, it had happened already. That shit was horrible, man. That was yeah. horrible. Yeah, definitely horrible. But yeah. definitely, what's happening out here? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's one of them things where it's almost like, you know what I'm saying? Wow, y'all thinking this shit is a game. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the faces of death right here. That's how that shit look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is a nigga who was just laughing and smiling about some gangster shit. Right. I mean, literally up until the point where he looked up and saw the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That shit was on him before he knew it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, bam, bam. And, it, and it's over. Like, the saddest part when he was trying to talk and call for help. Help me? Oh, that was like, help, send help. Like, couldn't get the the air. He didn't have the air. You know what I'm saying? And then, so, of course, that sent me into a whole rabbit hole. Okay. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because they were saying that, you know what I'm saying, he was part of the cast who defaced the Nipsey mural, but he wasn't the one who did it. Actually, the cat he was talking to was the one who... Did it and oh, really? laid claim to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name? Whatever his name was, something uh-huh. three. He was the third baby, something three. So I guess he was the third baby of that particular okay. um, Capone, baby Capone three, mm. baby Capone number three to be exact. Mm. So when they defaced the mural, he put his name on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I guess that's wall banging. I, you know, again, yeah. I was in a, I was in a, a whole. You know what I'm saying rabbit hole of rolling right. '60s Inglewood right. gangster beef, right? And so 
You know, they were saying that, you know, he probably took took the hit because his boy was the one who did it. But he could he was a gangbanger himself. It could have been any old thing. Any old gangster shit. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So so I I follow I started going down the rabbit hole of Baby Capone number three. Okay. Baby Capone number three is a wild boy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's uh-huh. like he's like a gangbanger that's just just happy to be a gangbanger. Like that's what he do. You know what I'm saying? He's like happy. Like yeah, these niggas, fam. I'm out here. I'm outside. I'm doing like these niggas. Right. That that that. You know what I'm saying? That niggas. A, you know what I'm saying? A buster. Taught right. him his his daddy was a gangbanger. He posted pictures. Pops his pop was full fledged blood out there with the whole uniform on. Right. I'm like, wow, this is this is fucking intriguing because. I am very, I don't know nothing about West Coast, mm-hmm. L.A. gang politics. Like, we ain't have gangs. So, they have, that shit is a very structured culture. Mm-hmm. And and to just go down the rabbit hole and you see, like, I've known wild niggas that just was wild niggas that never get caught, do a bunch of shit. They homeboys get killed. They got to live with it because, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> they was the wild one, but they niggas don't never catch up with them. In that manner, mm-hmm. but this, this kid here, man, he was he was exuberant in his gang banging. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I guess he camp. I guess he's what they call camp. He campaigning out here. So yeah. anyway, you know what I'm saying. But I think it was a good lesson to like you know internet gangsters to see what really happens when you out here doing this shit. You know what I'm saying yeah. it, it was like Baby Capone number three He, he wasn't super concerned They're phased I mean he was like Yo homie you good You know what I'm saying You good Right right. But but it wasn't It was just a You know what I'm saying He was right back on the internet You know what I'm saying right. Like Like shit This is This what This what it is Like cowboys You know what right. I mean It's like they It's this It's a culture So it's, you know And they understand <clears throat> they, it's a you know I don't know if it's compartmentalization or it's just they under it's understood mm-hmm. what the tr- you know what the pitfalls are and yeah. after you've you've done it for a long time you've seen the shit happen time and time again so like if you're not familiar with it and I'm not familiar with that but like if you if you don't live that life when you see it it's like damn but when you're numb to it. It's mm-hmm. just what goes on, and yeah. it don't stop. It that's the crazy shit. It don't stop. Like to your point, I've been, I've been a little bit of rabbit hole shit. I've been peeping some of this stuff um, from different sides of it. There's sometimes there's like there's like these humorous. It's not humorous, but it's like yeah, I guess humorous insight, insightfulness about the whole. You know, just L.A. culture, gang culture. There's this one cat. I think his name is Xavier or whatever. He's not a... Mm-hmm. He's not... He don't bang. He's just a kid from South Central or whatever. He's a funny cat. He do, like, YouTube videos or whatever, but he's always talking about, like, you know, how not to get pressed or what hat not to wear and where da-da-da-da-da and this, that, the other thing. And, um, you know, like, there's insight on that. Or he'll tell you about a story when he got run up on or whatever, whatever. Or like, you know, I got a I got family that lives like in the middle of a lot of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, like I'm always I'm always asking, you know, I'll be asking about shit, and he's like, oh nah, this shit active out here. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you you mm-hmm. know, like 
and just shit that you might not even recognize is blatant to people that are from there, that are from the land that they, oh yeah, that 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 whole shit that's going on right there, all that graffiti right there, like you saying all that wall banging and shit like that, like mm-hmm. that is a clear indication that this shit is going on, or oh that cat that got that on, like it's like shit that you wouldn't see unless your eyes are open to it. You know what I'm right. saying? And and speaking of that, like um, kind of. Similar to what happened to, I guess my man was name was it Indian Red Man, the guy that got shot. I think that's his name. Indian Red Boy. Indian Red Boy. So there was another uh, dude, maybe about a month or two ago. I forget his name. I don't want to. Um, I think it was. I forget his name, but um, I think he was the Takers. Hold on. There's another kid similar. Like he was going around. I don't even know if um, he was um. He was uh, affiliated or he was just like clout chasing kind of like on some Takashi shit, like where he's just kind of provoking people. But he was mm-hmm. going to various people's hoods and, you know, various intersections and neighborhoods and shit like that and, and talking down on various gangs. And they found him and killed him. I think he got killed on live as well. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's a whole, you know... The live portion of it now is like, it's just, it's in play. You know what I mean? Like, it seems so, I don't want to say gratuitous, but it just seems so wild that, like you said, it's it's the modern day faces of death. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, you know, yeah, you be live, you wind up putting yourself, you're putting your location on blast and people are pulling up. Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. This shit is... It's fucking sad, but, you know, what can you do? You can't really, you know, people going to do what they're going to do. But it's it's a, it's a, it's terrible. It was sad to see that shit, though. It was sad to see that shit. It was just like, damn. Yeah, when he was, you know, he was, you know, telling this man where he was at and he's asking for help and you could barely get the, the, the air out. Like, yeah, he ain't had no air, man. Yeah, that shit was crazy. It was what it was interesting. I mean, it was, um, I guess interesting is the word. Um, I don't know how many times he got shot, but it's 16. It, it was, did he get hit that many times? Because I was counting the shots. I didn't know if he got hit that many times. He didn't even look like I said, maybe a lot of that shit was in his, his torso too, but like it, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it shit was crazy. It was crazy. Well, they you say know. he got shot in the face, and you know what I'm saying that when you when it actually one side of his face leaned out of the screen, but you start to see the blood coming out his nose and shit, nose and all of that. Yeah, yeah. but you didn't really see like I want you like holes and nothing or you know what I mean, like whatever. Nah. Maybe it just didn't act. Maybe it just didn't start bleeding out. Who knows? Yeah, you. Know? I mean, you whatever. It didn't. I mean, from if you really looked at it from that perspective. It ain't look like nothing really happened to him for real. That's my but, point. Yeah, yeah. But you could see that grimace on his face after that first one. Yeah, it's like katow. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh shit. Yeah. And yeah. actually, you know what I'm saying? Silly ass me. I don't watch the shit over and over. You could see the yeah. bullet come through that first one. Come through his face. You could see it come through the head? screen. I think that's what hit him like in the nose or some shit like that. I'm not uh, sure. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You could see it, like yeah. it actually with the video. You actually mm-hmm. see it before you hear the pop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
You mm-hmm. see something fly through you, and then you 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 see him link linked over. Mm-hmm. And then you know the saddest part about seeing somebody get shot or killed like that. You know what I'm saying? On this in real life or whatever is when when you lose control of your body functions and shit, and your arm mm-hmm. starts just doing whatever the fuck, and it's like, ah, oh, Lord, the nigga is fucking is discombobulated right now. You know what I'm saying? It's malfunctioning. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? When your when your yeah. brain start malfunctioning and shit, it's like yeah. oh shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's yeah. like even when when you see like having like a seizure or Stroke something like that, or, yeah, yeah, we like ah oh, lord, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, short circuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's just it. Just real. You realize in the moments how fragile life is. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, you're and, like God. Yeah. And and as sad as we want to be, you know what I'm saying. These these kids is signing up for this shit. You know what I'm right. saying? This is this is the lifestyle. This is right. this is the culture. You know what I mean? Right. Of that, like the gang part of the culture. You know what I mean? Right. Where where the real shit that's to let you know real shit really happens, man. This ain't just talk. You know what I mean? We get the rap shit and the talk, blah, blah, blah. I do this, I do that. Right. And you start really this shit starting to show up. And this shit yeah. is really happening. No, it ain't just a lot. like all this shit don't always make your news feed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when it do, when you see it like that, you be like, "Oh shit, fuck that shit." I ain't no gangbanger, right? <laughs> Especially when you see it, when you see the because it, it go, it's all back to the camera phone too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like the camera phone is opening the world up to a lot of shit that was never meant to be seen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because not even well, it was it's still not meant to be seen, but now people have the means to shine a light on it, or you know what I mean? Go, you know, you know, like uh, put that in the world, record whatever you know, because they live and that's their life. You know what I'm saying? Just like anything else, some people gonna put it on screen, some people know mm-hmm. not to, but now it's it's out there. The guy I was talking about, his name was Block Boy. Yeah, oh. it was a, a okay. rapper named Block Boy. He was trolling. Various gang hoods And he got shot and killed uh, the, the, the craziest yeah. part about the whole shit And the, the conversation that they was having Cause it comes in right before it happens So you only catch the last end of the conversation Yeah And he was the like basic, he was, No okay. he was basically saying You you out there you ain't got nothing on you Like you ain't got your, your, yeah. your weapon on He's like man I ain't worried about that I got mm-hmm. these Like as he was getting shot He was saying I got these fists You know what I'm saying Right, right yeah. And his homeboy was getting shot up Right I was yeah. like, damn. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's some crazy shit. That's Words. the case. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's it, man. I'm done. <laughs> ah, damn. Yeah, man. We <laughs> took it down. We took it down. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Well, uh, as always, um, <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation, we out.